Welcome to the sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the best podcast you never heard of. And I am talking right now with Warrior Wrestling CEO, Mr. Steve Tortorello. How you doing today, Steve? I'm great, my friend. How are you? Pretty good. This this is this is kind of different for us because I'm not used to talking this close together, but uh, you guys are just cranking out the events this year. Yeah, you know, that's it's, it's funny. You know, my wife said something similar. We, we go from one show right into the next, and it's like, oh, it's exciting, but also it's a lot. Yeah, and, I was going to uh, say, yeah, it's got to... It's gotta be draining. We talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good. you know it is. It, it, it's tiring but exciting at the same time. And, and you know we committed to doing eight shows, one per month through August, and we're gonna see it through to to the end of that, and then see if it works for us, or if we've got to change it up. But this is the year where we're, we're branching out and trying different stuff. And part of that is getting tired and getting spread thin, and and, and really throwing it out there and seeing what sticks. And so, yeah, we've been busy. It's been crazy, but. Um, it's been just, uh, you know, endorphin rush of more wrestling day after day after day. Yeah, I mean, before, before we get into this next show, I got to say that you you guys came out guns blazing in January going to, to South Bend, the Bendix Arena. The, the arena was fantastic. I mean, that was just an awesome venue, and the card was amazing. I mean, you know, main event, Osprey and Brian Cage, what was it, four and a half stars from Meltzer? Yes. That, that is insane. Yeah, no, we were so happy with the whole event. I mean, as you mentioned a moment ago, the venue was perfect. I mean, I, I love various venues. I'm a big, big venue geek, whether it's for wrestling, for concerts, etc. But the Bendix Arena is probably the most ideal venue for indie wrestling. And if I could pick up that venue and move it to every city with us, I would. The sight lines, the sound, the feel, the, the just the energy... Um, it was awesome. And, and I, we, while we can't formally announce a date yet, I, I can say we are absolutely going to go back to South Bend and we are absolutely going to go back to the Bendix Arena. If, if I may, preferably, preferably on a night when there's not a snowstorm when we're driving home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, you know, it's, it's interesting. The, the show, everything for the show, we're able to get in and land with no snow, no issues. And then three hours later, the, the skies opened up in that snow belt around South Bend. So. Um, luckily it snowed in the window where none of the talent were flying out yet. So by the time it was time for them to fly home, they were okay. But if you were driving in the middle of the night, it was just a lot of snow coming down. Yeah, that, that was, uh, that was me and Charlie. Unfortunately, we're driving back yep. to Chicago and got stuck behind three snow plows in each lane of the highway. So it's not like we could get around them, but it kept the, kept the, the way clear for us at least. Yeah, we my my sister and I hit a, a snowstorm midday the next day driving back too. But yeah, and that was the risk too. You know, when we picked January in South Bend, the one thought of everybody who knows the area was like, "Oh God, what if it's a blizzard?" 
and we were able to pull the show off without the blizzard. So thank you, Lord. Thank you, weather gods. It worked. But yeah, the the venue, like I said, you know, getting back to that for a second, was absolutely amazing. There was like literally not a bad seat in that place. I mean, me and Charlie were on the walkway all the way at the top of the the seating areas, and we had a perfect sight line to the ring. Yeah, you know, we, you know it, it, it's like a great venue where the higher up you go, it might even be better because you can see more of everybody else and more of the ambiance. I mean, it, it is it is the ideal place for us. Yeah, and of course, you know, before the before the event, we were down on the floor around the ring and just looking up. I mean, even the wrestlers had a great view. <laughs> yeah, and, and every wrestler uh, throughout the night and at the end of the show said the same thing they loved it they loved being able to see the fans because if you're a wrestler and you're, if you're in a flat arena like a convention center or elsewhere you can see you know down a couple of rows but then it's just it's flat and far whereas in the bendix you, you look out of the ring and all the crowd rises in front of your eyes you can see them all there and so they they love the sight they love the sounds i mean every wrestler to a person said great venue yeah, it was it was awesome. I, I definitely will definitely will be back there if you guys are going back there. You can definitely count me in. But uh, so talking about venues, next one coming up February twelfth, Cicero Stadium. So a little yeah. little bit closer to home. <laughs> the, yep, and it's another unique venue. So one of the things I love about Cicero is that same feeling. So obviously our home base has always been Marion Catholic High School in the giant big arena gym there, and Marion has the bleachers on the four sides. But Cicero is a little bit different because there's about four feet of raised platform on either side of their basketball court before the bleachers start going up. So Cicero uh, is kind of the perfect melding of the Bendix Arena and the Marion Gym because it's a high school type or it's a basketball type gym, but the bleachers are raised. So it gives that same Coliseum feel to the the performers, to the wrestlers as they're wrestling. So um, we think it's going to be a really cool venue. I've, I've been there personally to see MLW and Evolve and some Lucha shows and Progress and other things. And every time I've gone to a show there, I thought, damn, what a cool venue. Um, so we're really excited for it. And let's get right into the card here. Now, uh, like I said, it's starting on February 12th, and this particular interview will drop on February the 11th. But as we're recording this, it was just yesterday you guys made the big announcement for the main event, Thunder Rosa defending against Athena, formerly known as Ember Moon from WWE. Just an absolute dream match. Uh, They've never had a match before. Uh, each of them are multi-multi-year veterans. Each of them has carved out their own niche in different areas of wrestling where they have dominated. Uh, for, for WWE NXT fans, Ember Moon was the be-all, end-all for a big run in NXT, and then she made a big impact on the main roster. Uh, Thunder Rosa, obviously, a uh, major impact in NWA, in Impact Wrestling, a little bit of Ring of Honor, and then, of course, in AEW, where she has been a mainstay and a big part of the women's division. So if you're a fan of women's wrestling, if you're a fan of wrestling in general, this is a first-time ever match between two amazing veterans who are going to clash over the Warrior Wrestling Women's Championship. We are thrilled about this. So for everybody that loved Osprey and Cage, we're trying to bring you the women's version of Osprey and Cage, a big-time first-ever dream match. Yeah, I'd, I'd say you you pulled that one off pretty well. I mean, uh, you know, the... Uh... The last match, or uh, Thunder Rosa's last defense at Warrior with uh, Mercedes Martinez, was just a outstanding match, and I, you know, this one obviously has the potential to be right up there with it, if if not surpass it. I mean, the, you know, definitely an early contender for match of the night. I would have to say, absolutely. But it's going to have a lot of competition. This might, oh be, yeah, you know, Eric and I were talking yesterday. This might be our most stacked show in ring action wise 
ever. Yeah, I, I would have to agree with that. And, you know, building off of that, let, let's get into this four-way match. Uh, Alex Zane, uh, Blake Christian, Gringo Loco, and Myron Reed. Did I, I mean... This one, it might have been better to hold off until the uh, the stadium series, so there's not a roof in the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's four guys who can fly, and four guys who can move quickly, and four guys who can reverse anything that they're thrown into. Um, you know, Gringo Loco just had an incredible five way lucha scramble in South Bend uh, that Sam Adonis was victorious in. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody's seen Myron Reed; he has had a great couple matches for us, including against Casey Navarro last month. Blake Christian had the main event with Trey and Will in, in December, um, and Alex Zane is making his return to Warrior after being gone for a while. Um, all of these are guys who drop your draw your jaw to the floor, and you, we put four of them in one match and said go go crazy let's mm-hmm. see who wins so th- this yeah. is going to be the match like you said that if there was a if it was outdoors they would blow off the the lights of the stadium indoors one of them's going to fly out the window onto laramie avenue and you just gotta you gotta watch it all times yeah that that's what i'm thinking and you know blake christian and alex zane i mean the first place i ever saw them was at warrior and then the next thing you know they're both in in nxt <laughs> so and now you know now of course they're back on the independent scene which i i think is great for the independent fans, you know, because these are two guys that can do so much more. I mean, it's great that they got the the exposure of the the big WWE machine, but they 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 can do so much more than they were allowed to do on TV. <laughs> yep, and with the reconfiguration of what WWE is looking for in NXT and what the general brand is that Vince McMahon and Bruce Prichard and their their guys what their vision is for wrestling, Blake and Zayn don't fit that. And where they do fit is on indie wrestling shows, on Ring of Honor, in New Japan. Uh, that's where those guys belong. And that's our style in ring as well. So um, welcome home to both of them. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to see this one. And uh, moving on from there, we have another women's match, uh, Miranda Alizé versus Sky Blue. This one, yes. this one should be interesting. So Miranda tore the house down with uh, Roxy for the ROH women's title in the fall before ROH went uh, dormant for a while. Mm -hmm. And Miranda's actually been on our radar for several years. She's trained by Tessa Blanchard and Daga down in Texas. She is an incredible uh, wrestler. has a lot of Lucha influence. In fact, calls herself the Lucha Baddie. Sky Blue trained in a lot of Lucha here in the Chicago area, uh, as well as other styles. This is going to be a a surprise for a lot of people. I think a lot of folks are going to walk in and go, Oh, I've heard of sky or sky seems exciting. I might not know a lot about Miranda. And, you know, we talked about the big women's main event a few minutes ago. This match is going to give them a run for their money. And and that's going to make everybody better because these two are coming to, to stake their flag in the middle of that ring and say, I want you talking about me at the end of the night. So it's yeah. going to be cool. Yeah, and for me, it's going to be exactly what you said. Obviously, I've heard of Miranda Alizé, but I haven't seen too much of her in the way of in-ring. Sky Blue, of course, I've seen multiple times at Warrior. Just the last show, uh, Sky Blue and uh, and Dante Martin had an, an amazing match against Kylie Ray and uh, Isaiah Velasquez. That, that match was just entertaining on so many different levels. <laughs> Just yeah. the four of them in there. Great characters, great energy. And, and for the new fans in South Bend who had never seen Warrior before, they got the chance to see what Dante and Sky are made of. And, and you can tell that they are both mega stars in the making. And I, and I do have to say, I was talking to Kylie after the show. I told her I, I, I she almost made me cry because I had to say something I never thought I would have to say on commentary, that, that Kylie Ray was being booed at a Warrior wrestling show. 
<laughs> we saw a different side of Kylie. And and in seeing a different side of Kylie, everyone got and rallied behind Sky. So it'll be interesting to see what it's like next time Kylie is back on a Warrior show. But Sky is definitely, in a way, the, the new Kylie because she's the one that everyone sees her spunk, sees her energy, sees her joy, and it's contagious. Yeah, absolutely. So this this one this is one I'm really looking forward to because like I said, I know who I know of Miranda Alize, but I haven't seen a lot of her in-ring work in Sky Blue. Obviously, like I said, I'm familiar with her from Warrior, so I I cannot wait for this. I'm really excited for this one. And then uh, yeah, getting getting back into some uh, some tag team action, which there hasn't been a ton of at Warrior, obviously, you know, for a, a long time there because of the the whole COVID thing and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah, some some tag team stuff coming back. Got the uh, the acclaimed from AEW taking on Casey Navarro and Brian Cage. Now, that's an interesting team. Yeah, so Casey and Cage are interesting. We we've been re- releasing a series of interviews that we did with them in South Bend, detailing their relationship. Uh, Cage, a longtime mentor to Casey. Uh, in the wrestling business and in the gym and cage uh when he did the gmsi the get my shot invitational for the contenders medallion he handpicked five opponents and kc was one of those and kc won and cage handed his medallion his, his medallion but the medallion to the winner and then kc kind of stumbled a little bit after that he lost alex shelley he lost to rocky romero while cage was gone cage came back in south bend and kc beat myron reed and cage failed to capture the title from Will Ospreay. In their interview, they talked about how Cage is going to win and then KC is going to cash it in. And they wanted the main event of this show to be Cage versus KC and Cicero for the Warrior title. Now it's not coming to fruition. So these mentor friends are teaming up and they're going to face the acclaimed and uh, we'll see how they function as a team. So it's going to be interesting to see what the next step is for Cage and KC. Now I, I, I got to ask with the acclaimed, are, are you going to allow them to have a live microphone going to the ring? <laughs> oh, of course. We are giving them a hot mic and saying nothing. You guys aren't on TV right now, so you've got no censorship. Okay, then that, that should definitely be fun. And uh, Cage and Casey, I, and this might be a weird comparison, but tell me if I'm wrong. T- tell me you can't see that as kind of an evolution of a team like the Hart Foundation. Interesting. What's your take? Why? What, what makes you say? Because you've got Casey, who's you know the fast, can do the, the technical stuff, and just very clean, crisp in the ring, a la Bret Hart. You've got Brian Cage, the big, huge powerhouse, kind of like the Anvil, but he can also do some of the you know the high flying type stuff as well. So, like I said, kind kind of an evolution of that style of team. I'm not saying they're the next Hart Foundation, but that's the the comparison that I'm drawing. I like that. I had not thought of that, and I like that a lot. Yeah, that was just that was the first thing that stuck out to me, and maybe it's because Casey also, you know, tends to wear some pink. So <laughs> it's true. Yeah, you've got the, there, there's some. He's got some pink in the mohawk too. So yeah, I like that. There, there is another duo, and this is where I thought you might have been going. Uh, that we've talked internally about Cage and Casey uh, um, reflecting, but I'm not going to share it here. And okay. I will say this. Ask me again midsummer, and I can tell you more. All right, I'm gonna to have to make a note of that because now you've got me curious. So uh, let, let's move on to the next one here. Now this is another tag team competitor, but he's competing singles in this one. Uh, Santana taking on uh, Speedball uh, Mike Bailey, correct? Yes. So Santana, obviously an incredible tag team competitor, but also somebody who's been chomping at the bit to do more in the ring. Uh, he's not had a ton of matches in AEW lately. We met Santana and Ortiz 
uh, backstage at Impact Homecoming in 2019. We actually, long story, we ended up at a, a honky-tonk bar with a bunch of guys, including Santana and Ortiz, and had a long talk about them coming to Warrior Wrestling one day. Well, obviously, they went to AEW, they were tied up there, and now Santana's free to take bookings. So um, we connected again, and he's looking to come out and make a name for himself between the ropes. Similarly, Eric and I met Speedball Mike Bailey in 2015 after the PWG All-Star Weekend, where he just absolutely wowed everybody. And, and several months later, Mike got in trouble for working in the U.S. without a proper visa. He's from Canada, and he was banned from the country for five years. And those people who are in the know, underground, watching a ton of indie wrestling, knew that for these five years, one of the best in the world was just over the border, waiting and waiting and waiting. We started corresponding with Mike Bailey uh, in maybe January of 2021, gosh, maybe fall of 2020, about whenever that time was going to come and he could get a visa to be able to work in the United States. We've gone back and forth with Speedball for a year. And with him working with Impact now, he's now able to work in the United States. He's a sponsored visa. And uh, we were one of the first places he called back and said, let's do it. So we were very excited about uh, this match between two talents that we've had our eyes on for a long time, both finally making their Warrior debut and facing one another. Nice. Now, I, obviously, I've heard of Mike Bailey, I've, you know, with the visa story and all that. I've never seen him in the ring. I like, like I always say, you know, Charlie follows a lot more independent wrestling than I do. So I know he's familiar with them. So I'm probably going to be leaning on him during, during this match. But I'm definitely anxious to see it. And Santana, of course, you know, I think everybody's seen him either in AEW or an impact, uh, you know, Santana and Ortiz. I, I think arguably one of the best tag teams in the world. So I'm, I'm interested to see what he can do on his own. Agreed. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot of people who are in the same boat as you regarding speedball. And after the 12th, they're going to feel very different. And there's a lot of people who see Santana um, kind of pigeonholed as a tag wrestler or a brawler who are going to see him very differently as well. Yeah. I can't wait for that one. And then, uh, uh, this one just blew me away when this announcement was made for the uh, the Warrior Lucha Championship. Brand new champion, Sam Adonis, taking on Lince Dorado. Yes, so Lince Dorado also hot off his WWE run as part of the Lucha House Party. He is a guy, uh, like many in WWE, we talked about Blake and Zayn earlier, who can go. And he's just got this arsenal of things that he can do that didn't fit into the parameters of what WWE presents. Well, now the shackles are off, and he's coming to Cicero, a hotbed of Lucha action, and he's going against Sam Adonis, who newly won that title. Uh, this is going to be a coming-out party for Lince Dorado as well. And I think anybody who thinks, oh, he's just the Lucha House Party guy, get ready. He's going to show you a whole lot more. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, like you said, Sam Adonis, brand-new Lucha champion, his uh, first title in warrior and i i know i posted this on twitter long time coming well deserved i mean he he definitely is deserving of the title mr warrior wrestling at this point you know i don't, I don't care what uh the clown who <laughs> shall not be named has to say about it but <laughs> sam has definitely earned that title and he i i, I honestly think you could uh, slap another title on on sam adonis the uh the king of chicago lucha because i mean he's got the warrior lucha championship he's got the galley lucha title <laughs> Yeah, and he has said that himself. He cut a promo after the uh, the Gali title win that when he was coming for the Warrior title in the scramble, he said, get ready, I'm going to be you know, Mr. Lucha Libre in Chicago, and he is. He truly is. And good for Sam because he spent so much time in Mexico. He's become the top of the card in AAA now with La Impresa. 
Um, he really, I mean, he's worked CMLL, he's worked AAA, he has been a journeyman who's worked his butt off, and, and this is earned. This is very well earned on Sam's part. Now let's see if he can keep it. Yeah, and you guys are definitely putting him putting him to the test right out of the gate here with this first defense. So uh, I can't wait to see that one. I you know always. I mean, Warrior is what made me a fan of Sam Adonis. It was the first place I ever saw him. It's what made me want to, you know, find out, well, who is this guy besides Corey Graves' brother? Let me, you know, look into him. And he's, how this guy is not on TV every single week, I don't know. But, yeah. (laughs) I don't know either. You know, it's one of those things. There's there's some head scratchers, you know, and he's one of them. Brian Cage, Casey Navarro, Sam Adonis. We are very lucky to have these talents that, you know, if I were in the shoes of Vince McMahon or Shawn Michaels or Tony Khan or Scott Demore, these guys would be in my A-team. And I, and I don't know why they aren't other people's, but you know what? They're our A-team, and, and we're thrilled to have them. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, another another big tag team match, the uh, the Workhorsemen taking on, I can't believe I'm actually saying this, the Briscoe Brothers. Yes. Yes. I mean, again, another dream get for warrior wrestling you know i first saw the briscoes probably 2003 2004 at ring of honor shows when they come through chicago um eric when he got sucked into wrestling fandom probably around 2010 2011 we went to a ton of ring of honor shows in 2010 2011 and um in 2012 that era and the briscoes dominated that era they dominated every era of ring of honor and and they have long been on the dream list for warrior wrestling and until recently they couldn't uh do indie promotions because of the ring of honor contracts obviously that has changed and um the moment we found out that changed i think i you know if if the news came out at 7 p.m on a tuesday that roh was dissolving their contracts then i emailed the briscoe brothers at 705 because (laughs) i just that's how highly i think of them and how much i want them on a warrior show and and here we are yeah and uh, again another another one that i think is definitely in the conversation for one of the best tag teams in the world obviously with the the briscoes now okay i know uh, ring of honor titles have been defended at warrior in the past is this for the the roh tag titles or no not at the moment no i mean if we get word from roh officials that that they would sanction that then it could be so currently no that might change by the 12th okay very cool and uh another Ring of Honor uh, uh, alum, I guess you could say now, Dalton Castle taking on Warhorse. And again, you did not print Warhorse in all caps on the flyer. <laughs> I know. He's going to take that out on us and smash the tables. Um, but Dalton Castle is another one on that list. I first saw Dalton Castle on an ROH pay-per-view in uh, 2015. I remember I ordered the show. I heard his name a little bit. And then it was a show based somewhere in New York in a small venue. And he came out, the whole entrance, everything. And I think I remember standing in my living room at the time i was streaming it on my tv and i just stopped with whatever i was eating and just watched all of dalton castle's entrance right up through the beginning of his match and i just went this guy's going to be the biggest name in the business in two years and how he isn't i have no idea but i think he is another talent with lightning in his veins and again when those ring of honor contracts stated that they were dissolving and people could be booked elsewhere that was a 705 email as well to dalton castle um to say hey warrior wrestling wants you to do what you do on our stage yeah and i think i think this one's going to be a, an interesting kind of uh, clash of styles with uh, him him getting in there with warhorse <laughs> yeah absolutely and you know not only styles in wrestling but i mean this is heavy metal versus glam rock yes this is denim and leather versus 
feathers and boas. This is, you know, headbanging versus caressing. This is War Horse and Dalton Castle, two completely different uh, views on the world and on wrestling. Uh, and I think it's going to make for a hell of a match. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, last but certainly not least, the match that was supposed to take place uh, a couple of months ago didn't happen for whatever reason. But uh, the, this is my pick for match of the night at right at this point. But uh, Dante Martin and Bandito. Yeah, the dream match. Again, Bandito, another one. When Ring of Honor was dissolving contracts, Bandito, we had his number from Warrior 3. Sent him a message on WhatsApp. We'd love to have you. This was supposed to happen in December, right after ROH Final Battle. Uh, Bandito, unfortunately, came down with COVID, which he was public about. Mm -hmm. He caught COVID. He had to stay home in quarantine. And so we had to postpone the match. And we promised everybody we would make good and deliver the match. Well, here we are delivering that match. And it is two unbelievable talents um, going head-to-head, and uh, we're really, really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think I mentioned this before when the, the match was booked the first time, but the first time I saw Bandito was at uh, at All In, you know, here in yes. Chicago, when he teamed with, uh, oh, he teamed with Rey Mysterio and... And Phoenix. And Phoenix, yes. So, I mean... You know, arguably the three best high flyers in the history of the of the game. But uh, I mentioned then, you know, Bandito reminds me a lot of uh, Hayabusa. Yes. You know, just his style, his look, and all that kind of stuff. So that's what kind of intrigued me about him, made me want to keep seeing more of his stuff. And to put him to put him in there with Dante Martin, uh, you're you're trying to make people's heads explode. Uh, just be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know, and speaking of Hayabusa, uh, Bandito actually did a tribute to Hayabusa last week at PWG. He came out in a Hayabusa mask. Um, oh, nice. Which is just, not just, you know, obviously the masks look similar, but the body build, the style of wrestling, all of those things are like Hayabusa. And, and you know, he was, he was one of the best in 90s Japan, and here you've got Bandito, truly one of the best. You mentioned All In in 2018. Following that, he had offers for WWE. He had offers for what would become AEW. He had the offer for Ring of Honor. And no matter where he went, he was going to rise to the top. And he went to Ring of Honor and became Ring of Honor champion. And now he's back on the market again. I I truly think he is a generational talent. And um, the sky is the limit for him. We're only seeing the beginning of what Bandito can do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was, you know, obviously looking forward to this match the first time. I think, like everybody else, you know, Really disappointed that it didn't happen, but I mean, you know, what can you do under under those circumstances? So uh, the fact that it's finally happening, I think the anticipation is just that much more. So I I cannot wait to see this one. Calling it's going to be a different story, but <laughs> we'll we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Do some tongue twisters to get your uh, your mouth ready and mobile. Yeah, you know what? I, I need to study uh, Excalibur because you know I'll need to figure out some of the the names of some of these moves that I know we're going to see. True. Uh, from true. from both guys, not just Bandito. Dante, I mean Dante Martin. You know we've been talking so much about Bandito, but Dante Martin, since his brother went down to injury, has really just skyrocketed in, in AEW as a single star. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's the thing when when Darius got hurt, people thought, oh gosh, what's Dante going to do? And he, he was a little rough around the edges um, a year and a half ago, but in this calendar year he has smoothed any of those rough edges and just gotten so much better. And um, I can't wait for when Darius is back because who who knows, the sky's the limit for these guys. But on his own, Dante has truly become a one of a kind star. You know, in the in the discussions with 
a Ray Phoenix or, um, you know, a Will Ospreay years ago or a Ricochet as most um, just impressive wrestler, most most outstanding wrestler, truly. Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think when, when Darius got injured, I think a lot of people, because AEW was still, I mean, is still, but even more so then, was still a very young company at the time. And everybody was so used to what happens in WWE when a tag team wrestler goes down. The whole team just goes away. And I think that's what everybody was expecting to see with Dante. They weren't expecting to see either one of the of the brothers back until, you know, they were a team again. That didn't happen, and we see where, where Dante Martin is gone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and that's, um, that's a testament to how AEW does stuff differently and how they see talent and allow talent to grow in a way that WWE doesn't. And again, it's not a knock. They have their own system that works for them. But other people like Eddie Kingston, like Dante Martin, um, you know, there are people who weren't scheduled to be stars, but they came in and because of how well they connected, they became stars. And Dante's unbelievable agility and action in the ring has made him a perpetual television star for a year. When you're right, anywhere else, he would have been sidelined to wait for his brother to come back. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, definitely, you know, and that is a, a really a testament to him because, I mean, you know, a lot of people might not have been able to grab that opportunity and take advantage of it the way that he has. You know, I mean, a, you know, AEW gave him that opportunity, but it was up to him to do the most he could with it, and he's done that and more. <laughs> so, Yeah, yeah, kudos to him. There was an open door, and he ran through it. Yeah, and, and he's still, what, 21 years old? Barely? I think he might have just turned 21. He's a baby. Yeah, I mean, my my son is turning 20 in May. Think about that. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's just it's uh, just amazing where where he's at and where he could potentially go is kind of scary. But uh, yeah, I like I said, I think this is the one I am most looking forward to that night out of this entire stacked ridiculous card that Warrior always has. Dante and Bandito is my pick for the night. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, I. Eric and I go back and forth as we talk about it, you know, about what should be the main event and, and what's going to steal the show. And I mean, you know, honestly, main event, pick out of a hat, <laughs> pick, just yeah. pick one out of a hat. Any one of these could be the main event. Yeah, agreed. So, uh, so yeah, that, that pretty much runs down the card. So, uh, why don't you let everybody know where they can, uh, where they can find tickets and, uh, Oh, actually, before we do that, let them know about the, uh, the fan fest, like you guys always do. Yeah, so we expanded it to two hours this time. It'll be the longest, besides the Brett one, it'll be the longest normal fan fest we've ever done because we have so many people that the fans want to meet. Thunder Rosa, Athena, the Briscoes, Dalton Castle, the Acclaimed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So um, we made it two hours, so you have more time to meet the wrestlers. And again, your fan fest ticket gets you in to get an autograph from and a picture with every single wrestler. You can buy extra things if you want to buy posters or T-shirts or things like that to get signed, or you can bring your own. So that runs 4.30 to 6.30 on the 12th, and the show starts at 7. All the information is at warriorwrestling.net. Our socials are at warriorwrestling, no vowels in wrestling, W-R-S-T-L-N-G. Um, but warriorwrestling.net has all the info. Uh, you can see it behind Tom, the, the info for the FanFest doors and the bell time and the, the website there. Um, that's really where to go is the hub for everything. Stay tuned to that and consider joining us. At, remember, it's in Cicero Stadium, a new venue for us, uh, right at the edge of the pink line. So if you're coming from the city, you can take the CTA, you can take the L right to the show and you take the L home. Uh, otherwise, there's ample parking as well. Cicero is an awesome, awesome city for wrestling and we want to pack the stadium. 
Yeah, I actually uh, actually spent a little bit of my childhood living in, in Cicero, so this will be uh, uh, pretty cool for me. And it's I think this will be the first time I'm driving less than an hour to a Warrior show, so that'll be that'll be very nice. Yeah, good for you. <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I'm looking forward looking forward to this one. And uh, I know I put out on uh, the uh, the CHS socials that we've got a brand new home for the podcast, which is on Anchor, and we've got a brand new home for the live broadcast, which is internet-radio.com so not going through podbean anymore and you can actually listen to the show right on the catch hook and shoot website which is catchhookshoot.com slash live that's it no different links for every show no cutting it into two parts or any of that stuff that we had to do we've uh, we've upgraded a little bit so to speak because we just had so many audio problems last time i i figured you know what something needs to be done so that that's where we're at with the uh, with the audio broadcast Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see you guys call or hear you guys call the action. And uh, we will see you in person on the 12th and everybody else. We hope to see you too. Yeah, definitely can't wait. Steve, thank you as always for, uh, you know, going going through the card with, with me. And uh, yeah, I guess we got to still do this, what, six more times this year at least? <laughs> We're going to be busy, but it's going to be good busy. Oh, absolutely. I can't uh, can't wait. Can't wait for this one. Can't wait for the, the next six coming up all the way through the summer. Like you said, it's, we're going to be busy, but it's going to be awesome. Awesome. I'll see you soon, Tom. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve. Yep. Bye, Bye everybody.